The hope was that we would trip up. I would suddenly lose my head. By some trick of fate or fortune, the mood of the public would switch. It was never really going to happen. Instead, and rather more predictably, the Tories fell apart. Every time Major tried to get them on the front foot, someone in his ranks resigned, said something stupid, got caught in a scandal, and frequently, all three at once, and occasionally the same person. The election campaign was long, enervating, full of phony ups and downs, shock polls and startling happenings. But in the end, the result was obvious. The scale of the victory, however, was not clear. On the night of 1st of May, it became clear just how big. And that was when the fear started to set in. The actual day of the election had passed uneventfully. Campaigning stopped and I went to vote. I walked out of our constituency home in Trimden Colliery, an old mining village near Sedgefield and County Durham, where I'd been MP for fourteen years. I strode to the polling station with Shri and the children, the ideal family picture, while a horde of snappers took our photograph. I'd waited on election day three times before, in 1983, 1987 and 1992, for the defeat I thought would come. I had wondered what it would mean for me, how I would position myself for the next bout of opposition, how and whether I would ever get the chance to help steer us from the path of defeat. This time, all eyes were focused on me as I travelled the last steps of the path to victory. Anxiety displaces all other emotions. You can't settle. I tried to concentrate on choosing a cabinet and phoned Gordon Brown and Peter Mandelson, who was in charge of strategy. John Prescott came up from Hull to talk through the cabinet. I spoke incessantly to Philip Gould, our chief pollster, and party staff about the prospects of the majority, but all really to pass the time. Even then, the enormity of what was about to happen didn't really sink in. By the time we got to the count, however, held in the cavernous indoor sports centre at Newton Acliffe, it did. The exit polls had shown we were going to win. I was going to be Prime Minister. During the course of the evening, My psyche shifted as the results came in. It had been the business of opposition that dominated our thinking. Our intellectual and rational attention was drawn to the processes of government as the day came nearer, but our emotional core was still directed at getting there. It was the only business we knew. One or two of the older hands, like Jack Cunningham and Margaret Beckett, had been very junior ministers in the Callaghan government of 1976-9 but the rest of us were going to come to power as utter novices. Even those older hands knew only a Labour government in its death throes, and the time, temper and spirit of 1997 were as far removed from that of the 1970s as Mars from Earth. On our side, we had the mood and the momentum to sustain it. We had the self-belief that the start of a new adventure often bestows on the ignorant. We had the confidence that in reaching this stage we had swept all before us. Hadn't we fought a great campaign? Wasn't government just another point on the same journey? Could it really be that different? I saw those around me thinking all this. At times I thought the same. On that night, as the probability of being Prime Minister turned to certainty, I was no longer seeing through the glass darkly, but face to face with the light, and I was scared. I was afraid because I knew this was not just another stage on the same journey.
now we would enter a new and foreign land. I was afraid because I felt instinctively that its obstacles and challenges were of an altogether different order of complexity and difficulty. I was afraid because suddenly I thought of myself no longer as the challenger, but as the owner of the responsibility, the person not explaining why things were wrong, but taking the decisions to put them right. Deep down, but fighting its way to the surface, I realized I knew nothing about how tough it really was, nothing about how government really works. Most of all, nothing about how I personally would react when the mood turned against me as I knew it would. Down in London, the partying had begun in HQ at Millbank. At the count of my constituency, the air was of almost manic excitement. The Labour people naturally were suffused with it, but even the Tories, Lib Dems and assorted others had a sense of history.